This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads on our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. If you'd like to join us in person, our talks take place at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. So, God so loved the world. What a profound verse that is. It's only one verse, isn't it? In John chapter 3, verse 16, it's probably one that a lot of, many of us know off by heart. Because it is that uh, there's no other verse in the Bible that summarises God's relationship with humanity and the way of salvation. Some consider John 3.16 as the theme verse for the entire Bible. It tells us of the love God has for each one of us and the extent of that love. So great that he sacrificed his own only son on our behalf. This verse teaches us that anyone who believes in Jesus Christ, the, the son of the almighty God, can be saved through belief and baptism. It gives us a glorious hope of eternal life through the love of God and the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jeremiah 31 says in the verse there that says, God, I have loved you with an everlasting love. It speaks of his people at the time. He, was, he wanted his people, all he wanted was his own people to be, to obey him and uh, love him and uh, so that he could look after them but well we know what happened but but he kept promising them they did wrong and then he promised them and uh, that he would look after them and his, his love was unending for them and it would bring them out of captivity i have loved you with an everlasting love god loves us all god loves you he loves me he loves us with a love beyond our understanding because there is no human love comparable to divine love he wants to forgive you he wants to have a relationship with all of us we've read haven't we in that first john chapter 4 and verse 16 there it says god is love and that's it that's a simple statement and if we can remember that that's uh, that's good but what relationship uh, whatever relationship we have with God he loves you that's what it's saying he cares for you he sees you and uh, he loves you and the whole of the Bible says uh, talks about his love and that's how he sent his only begotten son the Lord Jesus Christ for you and for me Lord Jesus Christ came to save us and give us hope. God has a plan for each of our lives. And Jeremiah also speaks of God wanting to help his people all the time. He wanted to give them a hope and wants to give, give them a future. He has wonderful plans with this earth that he has created in his love. God has created each one of us in his image and so we are important to him. 
It's in Luke where it says, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are numbered. God knows who you are. He knows your name and everything about you. And he cares for us. He has plans for us. And it, that comes out in the, the verse of our title. He so loved the world that he gave his, only, his one and only son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus says later on in the Gospel of John and chapter 10, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And that's a complete life full of purpose that is being offered to us, even eternal life in an earth that is to be renewed. But there is a problem, isn't there? Man is sinful and separated from God. It's the Apostle Paul in Romans that speaks of this and puts it uh, in such a way. He says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the result of that, the result of sin is death. But there is good news. In the last uh, verse of Romans chapter 6 says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God sent his son to die for his people. Jesus died that we can have a relationship with God. And God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. Again, that's in the Apostle Paul says that in Romans. But it didn't end with his death on the cross. He rose again. He was resurrected from the dead, dead as God had promised. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. That's, uh, the Apostle Paul says that to the Corinthians. Um, I am the way, the truth and the life, Jesus uh, said, didn't he? No one comes to the Father but through me. Would we like to receive God's forgiveness? There's a question. Because we can't of ourselves earn salvation. We are saved by God's grace when we have faith in his Son, the Lord Jesus. We have to recognise that we are human and we do things that are not pleasing to God and that Christ did die for us, for you and for me. We need to ask constantly for forgiveness and repent of our ways. God knows our hearts. What matters to him is the attitude of our hearts and our honesty. The love of God is far above natural love. The love between a husband and a wife is typical of the love of God for Israel and of the Lord Jesus Christ for the Ecclesia. And in the Greek, we have uh, in the New Testament, the word for the love of God is agape. And the word for natural love is philio. In the Old Hebrew Testament, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, there's just one word that's of Ahab for both the love of God and natural love. Agape is described as sacrificial love. 
because it is the love of a person contrary to our natural feelings when no cause for love exists. It is best expressed in the words again from the Apostle Paul that we've read in Romans 5. God commendeth his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The filial love means to be a friend or to have affection for someone. The agape love is, is broader than that. It's as shown in that uh, quote we have just uh, uh, spoken of. In nearly every place where it is used, it is in connection with the love of God. This agape love is so bound up with Almighty God that we read, as we've read in our introductory uh, chapter, that God is love. And the words, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And every one that uh, loveth is born of God. These, uh, this is First John 4, and verses 7 to 10. And knoweth God. He that loveth, uh, that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And the very sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, is a manifestation of true agape love. And we are exhorted, each one, to manifest this sacrificial love to each other, to the ecclesia, by laying down our lives for the brethren. That's uh, in John chapter 3, First uh, John chapter 3 and verse 16. But we should be able to remember that because it's... Uh, John 3.16, first of John 3.16. Uh, it says there, doesn't it? Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. The object of the Lord Jesus Christ's love was that he might present to himself a glorious ecclesia. Uh, in Ephesians, Paul speaks of this in Ephesians. So our objective with one another should be that we might help one another to attain the kingdom. And that's the prospect before everyone, every disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ who turns his life to, the, to uh, uh, serving God and... Uh, and obeying the Lord Jesus Christ and getting getting baptised. That love of the Lord Jesus Christ and that love of our Heavenly Father in providing him, it's, uh, it's there, isn't it? And we're going to sing about that uh, in, the, in our final hymn. It, uh, it is taken from the uh, first of John and uh, there in, uh, the first letter in chapter 3. It's wonderfully paraphrased there because it said, Behold the amazing gift of love the Father has bestowed on us, the sinful sons of men, that we might be called sons and daughters of the living God. So this agape love is of and from God, whose very nature is love itself. God does not merely love he is love itself everything God does flows from his love but it is important to remember that God's love is not a sentimental love God loves us uh, because it's in his nature 
and the expression of his very being. He loves us, the unlovable. Not because we deserve to be loved, but because it is in his nature to love, love us. We have, have another hymn, don't we? Uh, uh, praise to the Lord, the Almighty. What the Almighty can do, it, it says, who with his love doth, doth befriend thee. God's love is displayed most clearly at the death of his only begotten son. Christ died for the unworthy who were dead in trespasses and sins. Not because we've done anything to deserve it, but God commends his love toward us, as we've read. We are the undeserving recipients on who he lavishes his love. His love was demonstrated again when he sent his son into the world to seek that and save that which was lost it says in the gospel of Luke and to offer eternal life to those who would seek him the Lord Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for us and in the same way as we've read in 1 John and chapter, chapter 4 there, we are commanded to love others in the same way that sacrificial love Jesus gave the parable of the good Samaritan as a, an example of sacrifice for the sake of others even for those who may care nothing for, at all for us or even hate us as the Jews did the Samaritans sacrificial love is not based on a feeling but a de determined, determined act of will a joyful resolve to put the welfare of others before our own. But this type of love does not come naturally to, to us as humans because of our nature. But the Lord Jesus Christ gave us the commandment anyway. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. As I have loved you, you should also love one another. This new commandment involves loving one another as Jesus loved us sacrificially, even to the point of death. And so we must follow the example of our Saviour and his father, our Father, Heavenly Father, and try to generate within us that self, that kind of self-sacrificing love, which is the proof that we are his disciples. If we look at First um, Corinthians chapter thirteen, this uh, certainly uh, brings out this uh, agape love. It's a wonderful example of how it should be, what love is all about. Although in the authorized version it's translated charity then it, we need to change it to love because it fits better. The Apostle Paul here, um, writing to the Corinthians, he says, verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though... I have all faith 
so that I could remove mountains and have not charity and have love. I am nothing. And I suppose to some extent uh, we all understand uh, what is meant by the word love. The dictionary defines it as an affectionate, devoted attachment. And it can take many different forms and exist in many different ways. In everyday life uh, it, it exists or should exist, as we've said, between husband and wife, between parents and children between grandparents and grandchildren and so on as an example uh, if we just look at uh, Matthew the gospel of Matthew chapter 22 we read there of a lawyer that came to the Lord Jesus uh, tempting him it says Says, um, it is in um, verse 35 or 34 but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence they were gathered together then one of them which was a lawyer asked him a question tempting him saying master which is the, the great commandment of the law here Jesus said unto him thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and great commandment and the second is like unto it thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself and so we must love our Lord, the Lord our God with all our heart it is the number one on our list of priorities, this love of God. And as we've uh, alluded to, that uh, some might argue that love is an emotion. It's not something that we can be command- commanded to do. We, we either love someone or we don't. It is not something that can be turned on at will or something over which we have no direct control. But that's, uh, that's not completely true. It is true that love is an emotion, but it can be encouraged and developed, or it can be discouraged and quenched. We have every reason to love God. He is the source of our life and of everything that we have and, and, that, uh, and everything that we are and everything that we hope to be. But many ignore these things or don't believe them and and therefore have no thought of God whatsoever. They have no regard for him, no love of him at all. But we can develop our love of God by constantly reminding ourselves of his reality, of his goodness to us in his provision of everything that is necessary for our lives. The hope that we have of attaining to life eternal in in his coming kingdom that we long for. And as Christadelphians, we meet together week by week to to worship him, him, to sing praises 
uh, of hymns to him and we give him thanks for all that has been done and we read from his word and we pray together for his help, his guidance, his forgiveness and to express our gratitude and we remember the means of our salvation by partaking of bread and wine together his love for us which was shown in the giving of his son as a sacrifice for our sins Paul writing to the Ephesians says God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he, had, he loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together in Christ with Christ and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in exalted places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus and not only do we meet together around the table of the Lord to, pay, to, to take part in communal worship we read his word and we pray to him we try to keep him in mind constantly daily whenever we can all these ways are under our control and these ways are these are ways which we can develop our love of love for god this is why we are commanded to do them and that's why the apostle paul in his the first letter to Timothy uh, wrote, we'll have a look at that one. First Timothy chapter 4. And verses 13. Chapter 4, verse 13. Um, he's speaking to his son in the faith, Timothy, here. Till I come, give attendance to reading, uh, to exhortation, to doctrine. Verse 15, meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. The effect of that would uh, be to increase and to, to develop uh, Timothy's knowledge of God and his love of God. And it will do the same for us also. However, there's no comparable commandment that we should love the Lord Jesus Christ as there is that we should love the Lord God with all our heart. But our love of the Lord Jesus is second only to the love of God. The Lord Jesus himself said on one occasion, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And I suppose it is stating the obvious really to say that the Lord Jesus has a love for those who believe in him, those who have faith in him and try to follow him. Uh, John chapter 15, uh, let's have a look at that one. The Gospel of John chapter 15. This is shortly before the Lord Jesus was taken, before his crucifixion. Verse 9, 
of chapter 15. It says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy, my joy might be re- remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. And again the Apostle Paul writes to the Galatians. He says, uh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And again we could look at uh, Ephesians chapter 5. We're told to walk in love. Uh, which means uh, love must be the de- de- uh, de- uh, dominating motive of our lives. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God. And for us, of course. It's in the, uh, from cover to cover, isn't it? In Revelation, the Lord Jesus is spoken of as he who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And who will... uh, if we remain faithful, he make us kings and priests unto God his Father in the age to come. It follows then that the more we know him, the more we know of him, the more we'll be able to love him. And that is what he asks of us, that we should love him and keep his commandments. The Lord Jesus stated this uh, great commandment that to love thy neighbour as thyself, especially for his disciples. Um, and again, we've, we've read uh, that new commandment in John 13, that we love one another as he has loved us. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have one and love one for another. This love that we have one another is not just a case of uh, calling each other love or dear and such sentimental expressions, but a real concern for each other, a real interest in and concern for the welfare of, of one another. So in there, returning back to 1 Corinthians 13, let's, let's have a look at some of the detail in that chapter. The Apostle Paul exhorts us to to follow after or to seek and develop this love, this kind of love, this agape love. Verse 4 of chapter 13 says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Uh, Love envieth not and love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. It beareth all things, believeth all things, 
hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never faileth, but where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. So love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself and is not puffed up. Love seeketh not her own. Love is not easily provoked. Love thinketh no evil and love rejoiceth in the truth. And in the last verse it says, And now abideth faith, hope and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. There is a time coming when faith as we know it will no longer be required. And again there's a time coming when hope will no longer be required because all will be fulfilled. But only love will abide. And those that are loved and do love will abide too. Abide even forever. That is the promise of the Bible. And that is that verse in John 3.16 God's soul of the world that he gave his only begotten son. God's love is eternal, everlasting. The love for a, a parent, for their child helps us to understand more about what true love is. The love that sacrifices personal feelings, situation and lifestyle to suit those that are loved. The Bible tells us that we are made in the same image as God. That we are his children. He created us. Brought us into this world. And every day he nurtures us. He cares for us. He loves us even though we may not love him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. And because of his love for us, God had to watch his son suffer a cruel and agonizing death. A huge sacrifice so that our sins could be forgiven. Because of his love for his father, the Lord Jesus Christ willingly offered his life to repair the relationship between the great creator and mankind. And innocent of any crime, Jesus laid down his life for his friends and left us an example to follow him. True love sacrifices self. It is patient, kind, trusting and giving. True love has provided us with the hope of everlasting life when, the, when Jesus returns to the earth to establish that age of love and peace and righteousness. And we can join him and be part of that promised time if we believe in him. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk.